Welcome everyone to Whose Face Is It? <laughs> the game show where you don't know whose face I'm wearing. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Bourbon and Blood. I'm your host, Daniel Lowens, joined as ever by my co-host... Ann Schuster. And we have a special guest tonight... Jacob Walbridge. Jacob, would you like to promote anything like your business? Rocks. I make rocks. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. You don't true. make I rocks? Make... I take I'm rocks and I make rocks. things with rocks. You can follow me on Instagram at thebird, spelled T-H-E-B-I-R-D-G-E. It's misspelled. Yes, I know. <laughs> the bird. The bird. The bird. I tried to spell bridge, misspelled it, and went with it. Hey, it works. <laughs> it happens. So, Whose Face Is It? Our awesome new game show is inspired by the great movie that came out in 2016 called The Void. The Void. It was good. Yeah. Actually, that was, uh, that was better than I thought. <laughs> so, let's uh, have Jacob tell you what The Void is. A quick synopsis of the movie. Quick synopsis. Alright, do you like Lovecraft? Do you like horror? Do you yes. love, like Lovecraftian horror? I do. <laughs> do you also like small town sheriffs with more than they can handle of course <laughs> <laughs> like then you'll like the void standing around and surrounding your building do you like cults do you like tentacle porn you'll love the void <laughs> yeah all right so the void you've got a hospital inside that hospital you've got our lovely cast of various misfits as they try to fight off the cthulian horrors that threaten their very existence with uh, dramatic flashbacks as well as a life and death struggle between life and death. <laughs> <laughs> death. Small town sheriff has to fight off all of these uh, cultists who are coming in and trying to summon unnamed Cthulian god of some sort. And the, uh, the doctor's the bad guy, so let me just spoil that right away, even though it's about like a quarter through the movie that you find that out. Uh, and surprise, surprise, everybody dies. Except for the silent type Ex and annoying Asian intern. Yeah, the two that Danny pegged for instantly dying. I did. You have an, an annoying nurse who went by the name of Kim. Kim. Who's Kim very lazy. God. Kim could not be bothered to do anything. Can we can we swear on this podcast? Yes. Man? Okay. Can. Fuck Kim. Come yeah, on. Fuck Kim. Talking about Kim was like, great. I can't put things into boxes and computers. She exist. wanted to be a nurse, yet she can't give an emergency C-section yeah, to like, a come lady on. who's about to. What, give is, what birth do you think that is? Like years of medical Damn. college and practice. And so, real quick, in the synopsis part, he left out. There's a prego lady. In the hospital with this ragtag group of kids, and she starts having issues, is what they're talking about, the C section. But it turns out that she is giving birth to the doc's demonized Cthulhu type monster so child. So the doctor lost his daughter years ago. I don't know how. It's, it's just, not it's really actually explained. Ex never, never explained. But his <laughs> daughter died, and so apparently in that time, he kind of became a master of the black arts and like was able to 
open some kind of portal, impregnate the women of the town to, like, rebirth his child. Not exactly what she looked like at the first place. She was a little bit different. She had a couple more appendages than normal. Yeah. Um, She probably would not have done very well on the little baby Apgar score that they give newborns. Aw, come on now. If you would have have had to weigh that child, because you, like, for example, I was a very small child. I was 2.5 pounds when I was born, believe it or not. I was a a real Yes, I was. What what would the... What's your new name? Little Little Peanut. Peanut. That's me. It's, it's, whose face is it with your host? Little Peanut. Oh, yeah. And in this awesome game show, we want one of those wheels you spin with faces just pinned all over well, it. Well, we have to... Let's... But we want to we wanna make clear that these are not people that we've murdered. They are people that died of other causes whose bodies that we have uh, desiccated. Well, to kind of explain our whose face is it, one of the first scenes you see is... Your name's Barbara or something. One of the nurses. We just call her Barb. Barb... So, there is a patient that Barb has been kind of tending to. We don't know what the hell is wrong with this guy. He's just in the hospital. But Sheriff Danny, Daniel, Sheriff Daniel <laughs> walks into the uh, patient's room and Barb, the lovely nurse, is standing over this patient with a scalpel. Scissors, actually. Oh, scissors just in this guy's eye socket and killing him, covered in blood. She turns around. She just cut her own eyes out at this point. Yeah. Her face is just smeared with blood. And she looks at looks at Sheriff Daniel and says, Is it my face? And then whose we, face is it? We, we do have to ask at that point, whose face is it if it's not Barb's face? <laughs> is it Kim? The rascal nurse who doesn't want to lift boxes. <laughs> not Kim. Is, is it, it the doctor? Doc Richards, who already took off his face once. Yeah. Twice. Weirdo meth head. <laughs> is it weirdo meth head? Who went to sex even? parties and had drugs. And let's be honest, besides his like sniveling demeanor at the end there, he probably had the best time in recent events. He's I mean, he's... Meth orgies. You know what? <laughs> meth or- all, Yeah. He was just out there living his life and got mixed up in this, but I guess... Gate, you know, drugs are gateway. Was it ex-wife Allison? Keep that in mind, folks. Drugs are a gateway to interdimensional elder gods. Come yes. Please, please, practice caution. If you're going to do drugs, make sure it's only cannabis. And do not be around triangles or guys without faces. Yeah, if you see an isosceles triangle, by all means, just burn that thing. Let's talk real quick about the cultists. Yeah. So they wore long white robes. I was actually impressed by the costume design there. It was just a a white robe covering everything except for a triangle on their face. A black triangle on their face. Do you think that you would have been able to see out of there well enough to not only teleport into existence at random parts of the movie? Why would you... But if you can teleport, I guess, I mean, do you really need eyesight? Yeah, remember half the people cut their eyes out. Then what, what is the point of the triangle to at just that point? Show like a symbol. That to show that they're on the same team. That's true, because you could have Unity. other... You don't want to like get mixed up with the KKK or somebody right. like that. I was just going to say, cheated. Yeah. you can't cosplay that outfit without almost coming off as a KKK member or a ghost. Yeah, that's true. That's true, you, you don't want to come off a ghost. as a ghost. <laughs> you don't want to... Uh, that's a really bad ghost. The KKK outfit. thing is fine, but you do not want to come off as a ghost. <laughs> Now, you have to keep in mind that their hoods were not pointed. They were actually, like, kind of dog-eared on the sides. Yeah, well, yeah. one wrong pull, 
I feel like it would just have just, a weird point. They were. Cre- I thought they were the creepiest part. No, that was that was I the best part of the film. I hate cult people, and they just kind of appeared out of nowhere. <coughs> Every time they would look outside, like one would appear just in front of the tree they were looking at, and then at one point there was a group of them just surrounding the hospital, standing there. They were all standing like with their knives brandished to the side like all of them standing like this in unison yeah. I think we missed something very important in the are you synopsis talking, are you talking about the burning lady at the beginning well it has to do with that it's a heartwarming father and son story oh. mm. that you feel in this movie mm. so at one point well you see him at the beginning a lady comes running out of a house and a man and another younger man dump gasoline on her and burn her to death and, and then later response those are the bad guys right yeah. yeah then later the two same gentlemen come rushing into the hospital ready to shoot up the place and kill everybody kill the meth head they were yes. trying to kill the meth head we have a mute who said he, or they say he was a mute because his neck was all bandaged yeah, that's up the son. his name was Mike is it? you figured it out you figured out his name was Mike I was trying really hard to figure everyone's name out I never figured out the dad's name though uh, yeah, I don't think he was given a name his name was I'm Disappointed in your son. (laughs) I'm not not angry. I'm just disappointed (laughs) that you burned your mother to death because I told you to. I don't think they burned the mother. You think that's who that was? No. No, no. Because he kept having flashbacks later of like, it's your fault that she's dead and there's a baby. Do you think that was related to the events of the film? Or was that just like a separate thing that he was holding a grudge for? I think it's just a separate thing. I think they just went around burning people. Yeah, like they were. Oh, <laughs> see, you guys. I thought she like got impregnated by the doctor and was like showing weird signs, and they were that like, "Fuck, we gotta kill this that bitch." Makes sense. Or she was certain. holding a baby. Yeah. yeah, but I guess why would she have been pregnant? There's a lot of unexplained little bits added to the film that were just sort of there artistically for the viewer's interpretation, which actually uh, lends to the credit of it, because I I was surprised that this turned out to be not as terrible as I thought. Yeah. It it left a lot of open ends, but it was still a really good movie. And all of the um, special effects monsters and stuff were... Practical. Finally, I love practical effects. I love that this movie had practical effects. So there there was lots of callbacks to the thing in that there was just uh, shapeless entities throwing tentacles inside of people's eye holes and things like that. And taking over their body. Right, and then isolated group of ragtag. But uh, the the coolest thing that I can draw a parallel between was the fact that both films use practical effects. Yep. And that's my favorite thing about the thing. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is that the thing you love about the thing? It is the thing I love about the thing. Is that when you go into the kennel at the, uh, the secluded Arctic But here's base, the thing. All the dogs <laughs> twisting around into a monster. Yeah. That's all. That's, that's, that's handmade. That's I know. Tailored. I love the thing. You know, Do you know what my favorite five? So did I. Did you really? Yeah. Five years old? Yeah. You think wow. we watched it at the same time? Probably. We're, well, I we're mean... We're not the same age, no. so that doesn't work out. So you watched it, like, before you were... How old are you? I'll, I'll let you guess. 24. That's the, the same what I guess. everybody guesses. He's 14. <laughs> I am. I am 14 years old. I have a rare glandular This disease. is a... This is a great time to point out that this is bourbon blood and we have been drinking during this podcast. 
tonight to go with this <laughs> wonderful movie. We went with gin and tonic. GTs. GTs. GTs and underage drinking, everybody. He's not really underage. He is 22. Yeah, you got it right there. 22. 22. I know, yes. I thought about that as I was driving here with him. I was like, I should make sure he's over 21 before we do this. How long have we worked together, Danny? Like half a year. Half a year? Okay. How often do I work with you? So maybe like a month total. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's a good point. We don't work together, podcast listeners. Don't listen to that. Now, who is your favorite co-worker, though? It's definitely you. Okay, I was going to say Chris, <laughs> but I'll go with you at this point. Oh, shit. Anyways. Anyways. So, they have to go into the morgue. So, first they go into the doctor's, the doctor, Mr. Richard's office, and they find, like, a box of Polaroid pictures involving, like, calls. Wait, hold on, wait a minute. Let me. Hold up, wait a minute. minute. This is time for Anne's Corner. Okay, so, pregnant, pregnant girl in the waiting room who's there with her granddad She's starting to have some pregnancy-related issues, and so as you would expect from fathering the seed of evil. Yeah. So the sheriff's ex-wife Allison is like the nurse at the hospital, of course, because law enforcement and nurses just love each other. But she has to go. She has to go to like the medical supply room to get supplies to assist in a possible C-section that she's going to have to do. That's a cesarean section for those. Yeah, for all you guys at home who don't know anything about anything. You know, I was a cesarean. I was Sicilian. Picture it. 1924. Picture it. 1924. (laughs) A woman... Trying to get some medical supplies. A goes to a, a poor peasant girl. <laughs> goes to a medical room and is collecting things. But then you see the doctor behind her, which is a little alarming because He's in the previous scene, the doctor has been stabbed in the throat by, by everybody's favorite character, the, drug. the meth head. The meth head. Yeah, I love meth heads. Meth heads are my favorite subplot characters. What was his What was his deal? He was he just was wandering around and. Can I say this? I don't have a complaint about it because overall I still just enjoyed it. Character development in this movie, not existent. Yeah. Like, and when we first started talking about it, I was like, "Oh, the cop and his wife will probably survive." But honestly, the more we were watching, I was realizing there was no development of her character of the wife. Well, well you know, like you barely knew her name until they started saying it a bunch at the end. I think she's supposed to just be there as like a pretty face and an emotional, or like a heartstring tug. But think about how much she was in it. Also, as soon as she went to the morgue, she was pretty much not in the movie anymore. Yeah. Because she once she got in. down there, the doctor impregnated her. And then yeah. we have lots of close-ups on her, like her irises just expanding and contracting. And she expanding. has very, very pretty eyes. Yeah, it was the first thing I Lovely eyes. So about halfway through the film, <laughs> it seems like the uh, production value goes up by yeah. about like a million dollars. Yeah. Because we go from... A hospital room, A hospital basically. room to like close-ups. The cameras seem like they're better. And also her entrails are spread across the ceiling as like the little... Skip. Mm-hmm. What was what? What exactly was she doing in this film? That's she, what I didn't understand. Because she he was like fathering. you. Yeah, he was like you can be a mother now. But it's like yeah, but you're already you're already birthing your child. Where are you going? 
I'm getting pretzels. Not during the podcast. Pretzels during the podcast. It's already up. Already up. Bring the gin and tonic back, too. So, yeah, what was... uh... Wait. Don't actually talk about stuff until you're over here. What was the deal with, uh, excuse me, what was her name again? The, the wife? Allison. 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 What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> Whose face is it? No, but why, why was Allison, what was she pregnant with? Was that just supposed to be like a murder and turn you into slime on the walls? I think she was going to give birth to something creepy or one of the monsters that was already downstairs. Let me also say. I didn't get it though, because why did he need her to be the mother when the pregnant girl in the waiting room is already yeah he didn't need her you think he just liked impregnating local girls but was he but was he or was i just making that up in my head because i'm obsessed (coughs) with creating weird stories like that i was gonna say you're obsessed with impregnating women in small towns but that also works also i want to point out to the horror movie fans out there this movie halfway through it goes from the thing to fucking hellraiser yeah. Have you seen Hellraiser? Yeah. Like the Cenobites? Because after the doc peels off his skin, he looks very, I'm from hell yes. and I'm going to torture you sexually and... Ooh, what about that one creepy monster that was like on the ground, but then it got up and started doing the backwards crab walk, but its head was all turned around? And, and then it was it grabbed... bigger than like any person I've Yeah, and seen. it grabbed the meth head and like, ah! you could actually hear the squishing that of was him a... smashing his head into it the ground. It was actually like a really good film. I really liked it. It was in time with the music too. You had head smashers going with the beat, which is what you want out of a uh, cinema experience. Yeah, and a musical experience. Yeah. I, I'm actually very excited for The Void, the musical production. <laughs> I hope the soundtrack includes those swooshy sounds. It will. Score. So this is a good point because we're talking so much about the special effects that I want to bring up that this was created and written, directed and written by Jer- Jeremy Galipsy, sorry if I ruin these names, and Stephen Kostinsky. These guys did art directing and makeup for Suicide Squad, Pacific Rim, and RoboCop. They don't... They had, like, four other movies that they actually wrote. They're, like, non-existent B-films, from what it looks like. But they have won Oscars and Golden Globes and all kinds of stuff for their arts and makeup and stuff. So that's why I think the visual effects were so fucking cool in this movie. Because this movie was written and directed by... To makeup and art directors. And say what you will about The Void. It may not have the most original or interesting plot. It's relatively short compared to other films. Uh, and you're not quite sure what's going on most of the time. But the the visceral, just the blood and the monsters, everything was beautiful. Grade A, 100%. Better than half of the horror movies I've seen recently. And also, you kind of don't know when it takes place. Because... No cell phones. Earlier, there's no cell phones, but then when you look at his cop car, too, like, if you think about it, that's, like, an old cop car. This could have been ten years ago. This could have been yesterday. It was yesterday. Well, it wasn't, because nobody had a fucking cell phone to call for help. But this was also unexplained rural town in the middle of nowhere, so they might just be outdated. My worst nightmare is to be stuck in the middle of some backwards town in the middle of fucking nowhere, surrounded... Where they they have cults. By cult members! With triangles on their face. Fuck! 
like I'll take squares, I'll take circles, I'll take oblong shapes with triangles. Triangles in. No. that crosses the line. It crosses Jim three Jones lines. Actually. Territory. <laughs> this is Jim Jones territory. <laughs> it crosses. Because <laughs> we're talking about triangles. Yes. <laughs> not, yes. Not about cults, but about triangles. I do want to get back to the cult members real quick because something we didn't mention. No character development with them. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. Like, what was going have, on there? Can we have at least one? It was almost as if they were both silent and faceless. <laughs> Let me just say that basically means they were the best cult members ever. Mm-hmm. They, did they were a good actually job. doing their job as cult members. They, they, they instilled fear in me without uttering a, a word. word. Scariest part of the movie was the cult members, I would say. Yeah, like, me, yeah, I would say that too. Like some of the uh, undead slash never dead creatures that were walking around, like I'd go out and pet them. They just look like they all they want to do is die. Well, and they're all chained up. Yeah, what, what are, are they, they going to do? I mean, just stand a good distance away from. Also, them. somehow they led to the fire. Yeah, we didn't get a story. Yeah, we that. didn't get an answer about that. Again, a lot of plot holes. So the doctor really had. He had been doing this, trying to like rebirth his his dead daughter into the body of another baby, and he said he kept all of his failed attempts down in the basement or that, whatever. That's actually so, like, on my OKCupid okay profile. I was trying to resurrect my dead daughter using my, the dark arts. <laughs> all of my failed attempts are in my basement. <laughs> No. I wonder if he had an okay cupid. I mean, he kept meeting all these girls in town. That's true. And that's, that's his Because how do you meet anybody these days without yeah. using okay cupid sponsoring this podcast? Especially not really. in like a little town like that. Like he already knew everybody. He needed to get some. It's like his Tinder profile. On he's one of the he's also just the cult face. You know, if he's the only doctor in town, that also means he is the only gynecologist yes, in town. Yes, that's. I know. I was. He's so in. He's like, so you want a baby and you're having problems, huh? I've got a solution. Hmm. Have you pants. heard of my tentacle cult? Gross. It's going to be great. Hold on, I didn't mean tentacle cult. I meant, wait, no. No, that was right. I mean, I think this just goes to show that it's like when you go through a tragic event, go get therapy and health, like, get over it in a healthy way. Um, don't hold it inside of you and create a basement full of demon beings. Also, I wanted to point out that the basement seemed to be in some kind of weird pocket dimension slash mind Yeah! Because it wasn't actually there at the end of the film. It was, uh, it was something part of the Doctor's own weird creation. It closed off yeah. as he was killed and thrown into <clears throat> the white triangle of death slash life. We're not mm-hmm. really sure. What I took away from this movie that I want to point out... Okay, so we have a doc, right? Who's opening up this portal. And then he is getting people pregnant. He did half gin, half... Yes. And then they have all these monsters at the bottom that are mess-ups or mistakes, right? Failed, failed attempts to undo death. I mean, let's I think this not movie make was... them feel bad. They're not, they're not failed attempts. They are they're just special... They're special in their own way. This is actually the best time for me to point out my favorite character in the whole film, which is the, uh, I, I want to call them zombies, but they're not. They're just, they're, they are beings that have been removed from the cycle of life and death. They are, they are just conglomerates of, like, body parts and, mm, 
Very tasty to look at. But uh, there was <laughs> one, one gentleman, one gentleman who was uh, tipping the whole crew off when they first went into the basement that these uh, failed abominations are in fact still alive, slamming his face into that pipe over and over again. He was trying to kill himself over and over and over and yeah, over and over again. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. Doc, pregnant ladies, monsters. This is a pyramid scheme. They wear triangles on their face. Oh my god. Think about it. It's all a scheme. Chemtrails. <laughs> Chemtrails. We're going to start selling LuLaRoe leggings online. <laughs> That's what he's, he's... He's the mastermind behind <laughs> LuLaRoe. So he's making babies to sell LuLaRoe. Disgusting. You know what I'm disappointed about? What? I am disappointed that we never got to see anything about the actual elder god he was trying to summon. We see triangles, we see pyramids. On the on the image for the film, like the poster, there's some tentacles coming out of the white triangle. There's const- constant tentacles coming out of people's mouths. There's just tentacles everywhere, guys. It's like yeah, a Japanese then, yeah. porn film. But, uh... You don't actually, like... You don't actually any- know it's about Cthulhu. Or Lovecraftian at all. It's implied a little bit, tiny bit. I mean, I mean the ending feels very. Oh, there let's talk about the ending. Of, there are a lot of questions. It's what? a similar mythos, let's say. So the ending, of course, we find out that mute dude and annoying nurse escaped, which threw me off completely, which is awesome. But the cop Daniel and Allison are in this other dimensional world. Just staring up at like, was it a giant pyramid? It was a triangle. It was a giant pyramid in the sky. Yeah, a giant triangle. You know, I'm curious now. I'm gonna look it up after the podcast. Are there any of the elder gods that are just shapes? Because some of them are misshapen. But like, if you're gonna be an interdimensional being and you don't have time for, I don't know, coming up with appendages to wear around your arms, you're just like, I'm gonna be a basic shape. Because when I manifest on your mortal plane, I don't have time for that. Think about like an amiibo. Doesn't need crazy well, appendages. I, like, would a triangle is a triangle like very aerodynamic? I feel like that could travel through the space. Uh, it's structurally sound too. One of yeah. the most structurally sound. So there you structurally go. Sound structurally sound shape. Structurally sound shape. I think a circle would be more convenient. Because no one would be like... Like you can just whip through like a frisbee. Like no one would know where the top is if you were a circle. You'd just be like... How do you behead a circle? That's the point. Mm. You don't want to be beheaded. Mm. I feel like this is like a dark Sesame Street talking about (laughs) shapes. Which shape can take you into the portal to hell? This is a triangle. Something to point out is that uh, the cult members that we discussed earlier, the first time we see one is one observing the uh, farmhouse where father-son duo, the most... uh, What did you call them? Actually, I think the The heartwarming story. Yeah, the the heartwarming story of father and son. I think the mute son had the most character growth out of anybody in the film. By the way, the reason it's a heartwarming story, because we skipped over this, we're all over the place. Are you talking about when he lit his dad's heart on fire? Yeah. Oh! So, the, t- the father is getting eaten or tentacle-fucked by the baby monster that came out of the Prego Lady. Keep up with me here. So it's, it's a big baby. <laughs> I mean, really, you guys just kind of should watch it first. And he dumps gasoline on himself and looks up at his son and is like, uh, Make me proud, son! Do it! Make me proud! Kill me! Avenge your mother! Kill me, father! 
<laughs> Avenge your mother and your indiscriminate baby sibling. So we got the mute son. And if you notice in the background, before you let the flare, the mom was standing there with the baby. That's right. He was remembering yeah. all, apparently, their death behind the guy, the, the kid's standing there with the flare, though. Like, it was in the dark basement room with him. The reason right. I go Lovecraftian is because of all the mindfuck in the film. You've got a couple of things that aren't really there. You've got illusions. You've got trickery. You've got psychological uh, warfare going on. And I think that leads me to say this is definitely a Cthulhu-inspired. But, yeah, you've got uh, the two people that apparently... Son is responsible for their death somehow, not explained. They're in a nice middle-class house for, like, two seconds there. <laughs> yep. But, like... Okay... So do you think they were burning the mom or not? I don't know. Because it was like, a woman they were burning and she... I bet if we went back and we looked at, compared the two faces, we could figure it out pretty easy. I'm but gonna we're not going to do that, let's be honest. Not today, but I will rewatch this eventually because I did like it. And I want to catch stuff. But I want to I wanna know who they... Who, I want to know the backstory behind I want to know the backstory of all kinds of stuff. I want to say that they were just... And also... Can I just say, you know what, Dad? It's not the son's job to protect your wife and baby. It's your job because you're the fucking husband and father. So so somehow oh, they're mixed fair. up in all of this. It's never actually explained as they just burst through the hospital doors and say, we're taking over and shooting everybody. Yeah. To, much to Daniel, our protagonist's dismay, as he tries to make sure that they don't shoot everybody. And then you got Meth Head, who's like, I have a scalpel. And what do you do with scalpels, Daniel? You cut a bitch. You cut a bitch, Daniel. That's right. not, See, not, I thought they just bitch. came in the hospital. They were chasing the meth head. Yeah. They were chasing just the, the meth, meth head. head. But Are we they, don't know how did they how did they even get mixed up in all. I this? think they, they went to the barn because remember they were talking about a barn to have bonding experiences. Yeah. So were they looking for meth too? No, I think they were looking for the people that killed, that were involved with the pregnancies. That's actually, that follows Anne's scheme here, or Anne's theory, about all of the women in the town somehow involved with the rebirth, because... Why would there be so many in the basement? That's right. I want to ask you guys a question. On IMDb, it showed a picture and a name for Daniel's dad, and constantly they talked about Daniel's dad. But they didn't actually have Daniel's dad in the film. Right? They talked about his footsteps. Yeah. They talked about all of this. Implicit. He got brought up like so yeah. much. We never found out really much of anything about Daniel's dad other than he gave his life for the Cthulhu yeah. monster. Yeah. There is someone cast as Daniel's dad. Do you think this is a deleted scene? Did we miss something? Maybe. But also, and he said, because he was talking about, oh, who was? You have the evil doctor, doctor guy in his like weird. Demon Hellraiser outfit. Hellraiser bodysuit. He looked good. But, yeah, no. I <laughs> mean, for slim. like an old guy, he look, I'm like, he's in pretty good shape. He, he took an of, axe uh, to the shoulder and <laughs> kept on kicking. And he kept on going. He reminded me of the, like a beefed up version of the smoking guy in Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> but he was saying like, something about how Daniel's father and his son were given... To, like we're sacrificed. Well, Daniel, for him as or Daniel's something. son, as we learn, he or, was a stillborn, or sexy nurse slash lack of character development. Alan. The character 
they, their child died. So there's Allison. a lot of her name is Allison. <laughs> pardon me, Allison, Allison, and Daniel's yeah. child died because of an umbilical cord that choked him. Mm-hmm. So just a complication during birth. Somehow that led to the la- I guess the their divorce. I guess, but also. So when the doctor had Allison out on the table and he was telling her, like, do you want to know, like, what happened to your baby? So she had this baby and she was, like, far along from the flashbacks that we saw. Uh Like, she was, like, ready to give birth. Like, she was giving birth and the cord wrapped around its neck. So, but he's acting when he's telling her this, like it's his first time sharing this information with her about like, I don't, I just feel like if you what are if, a woman giving birth and your give us child, the perspective. and your child dies during that, like you're going to be like, what the fuck happened? You're not going to be like, no, don't, don't tell me what happened. Now, it seems like Allison, who's a nurse. She was a nurse, yeah. That, that's all that statement had. So go on. What? I don't know. You were gonna. I feel say like something. she should know more about medical stuff. That's and true. Would know anyways. But it, it seemed like her character was a little bit still traumatized over the experience. But she was playing strong. Yeah. She was bringing coffee to Daniel, who is probably the most awkward ex-husband I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, people are always like. Oh, I can't believe that they didn't stay together or something like that. I grew up in a world where I watched Miss Doubtfire and he got divorced over a party with a donkey at it. So, like, I'm used to, like, divorces just happening. And I don't even know why my parents got divorced. Daniel, did your parents get divorced? Oh, yeah, I was over a donkey at a party. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you something right now. As much as I fucking love Mrs. Doubtfire and I love Robin Williams... Like a shit person in that movie. If you that think was... because he's a bad father, for, like that party is ridiculous. He, the mom has to clean everything up. He just goes insane and is like, yeah, but Go that's crazy like kids. A, that's like a, a no sex for three weeks thing. Not like, like a, I'm oh going my... to make you pay out and then thing. He lies to his children and his wife, like by dressing up. As somebody else to come in their home he and just, like look if that's you look weird. at it that's okay, that's, yes, what if yes. what if my ex did that that would be fucking weird yeah but if it, your ex was Robin Williams God rest his soul God, God rest <laughs> that man's soul but also that, we have a like, cat apparently yeah I'll they like to be on the podcast on hey sweet boy I mean sorry I'm not me like. Please, I love Mrs. Doubtfire and I love Robin Williams. I was gonna say you do not badmouth. I'm not either of those things. I'm either. not. I'm just saying, like, if you look at it, maybe because I'm a parent now and I look at it from a different, I look at it through a different lens. So you're saying if I threw a party that was out of control with a donkey involved and a giant big cake and we were listening to House of Pain and you or- let some kids fly around on this. Piece of art? Yeah, I would. So what if I what if I had a giant triangle altar in the basement and some dead bodies everywhere? Go to town. You can do what you want in the basement. (laughs) I don't care. Then there's Danny's space. The upstairs is Annie's space. Yeah. I clean both. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, you guys. Danny cleans so much. He's such a good. 
I'm so domestic. It's just Man. because he wants to like use me to uh, give birth to Cthulhu. I am Jr. working on that. I was going to ask you about that. Is what plans you guys had for interdimensional demon beings as um, children? Well, like what kind see, of school program do you enroll them in? I'm this like, is a, this hasn't been announced on the podcast yet, but we are engaged. Oh, I wanted, oh yeah. I <laughs> I wanted to be married before I inject her with a bunch of tentacles that would come out of her stomach at some point and create a giant demon. I figured that's appropriate, right? Yeah. First comes marriage, then comes the Cthulhu in the baby carriage, and then becomes end of all time. Now, here's the thing. The doctor was talking about (laughs) an end to the cycle of life and death. Think about all of the people in your life that you've lost... That includes celebrities that you've never met. Uh, like, if we could bring Robert Downey Jr. back, even though he's not dead. Yeah, not dead. Were you trying to say Robert Williams? I mean, he was, <laughs> he was close a few times. I think he had a real bad drug problem. Okay. <laughs> if you could bring Robin Williams back, also Snape, uh, would you by summoning, essentially, the end times? I would, because would I, I want another... I, I said, if you, if you could bring Robin Williams and Snape back... Hold up. Alan Rickman. Podcast Wait, no, I, wanted, I, I needed to hear what he was... I just needed right. to hear what he was saying. Yes. Would you summon Cthulhu and the End Times to bring back your favorite dead actors? Mm-hmm. I would. Because I would want you, to see that last Harry Potter movie. Would you summon Cthulhu to see the Beatles live original lineup? <laughs> That's just not fair. <laughs> now, are they... The wor- Beatles? No. No. Okay. How about the Rolling Stones? Glass Waltz. Which, Danny took me, he surprised me last night with tickets to go see Dr. John perform songs from the Last Waltz, and it was fucking amazing. I may or may not have known about it. I may or may not have not had any way to actually spoil the secret, but I still kept it. Hell, it was incredible. What was I about to say? I got thrown up. I was very excited. I had something. Oh, I was going to mention the cultist again. So, first scene of the movie. We have fun father-son heartwarming duo burning the body of someone we don't know. You never really find out. And observing this is a single cultist to spoop you and also establish the fact that the cultists are watching the father and son. And for whatever reason, they don't just moitoloidal them right there. What's uh, that word? Moitoloidal. It means murder, but it's better. I love it! Moitoloidal. Moitoloidal. It's safe for kids. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking moitoloidal you! I think the fucking <laughs> might have been the problem in that sentence. But, qu- quick question for you guys. What do you remember about the actual story of the cultists? How did this cult start? I have no idea. Dan? I have no idea. Okay, I mean, so they- I guess I'll field this one. Sex. It's all about the sex. This this whole movie, you've got babies, you've got meth orgies, you've got tentacle porn. This is a movie that brings back Disgusting. Christian values. <laughs> Make America great again, you guys. Make America <laughs> tentacly again. Make America good. Make meth again. legal again. Because if Wait, meth was legal, legal, what do you what do you mean meth is illegal? No, oh, meth was legal. <laughs> I mean, I have to assume at some point it was like a cold tonic. I'm sorry. Also, that pretzel just shot across the room. <laughs> pretzel on it. It's okay. I was thinking about Danny being like, 
Wait, Matthew's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's been walking around this whole time thinking that people could just smoke meth whenever they wanted. <laughs> but yeah, the cultists. Very brief implied backstory. The evil doctor uh, who becomes death himself slash the mummy five, I think, because there were four mummy movies, right? There's a new one coming out this summer. Okay, so the mummy five, aka the doctor that took a scalpel to the throat. Is that what this is? That was, uh, he, he had started experimenting in his sorrow over his dead... I guess you do have pyramids in this, and undead. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like a mummy movie. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is the rock in it? I didn't see the rock. He's a scorpion king. He's in the basement. Mm. He's the one bent over backwards walking like a scorpion. That's true. He had a little tail. <laughs> but uh, how did the doctor start all this? He took a bunch of random druggies. He made them have sex with each other. Yeah. I feel like that step was unnecessary. Like, I think that part was just for fun. He was trying to see what they would do. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he started murdering them and making them, you know, sacrifices. Well, you have to make cults fun to get people to... Wait. Can we make... Get into it? Like, the meth wouldn't be good enough, but you're like... He impregnated all the fucking meth heads! It's better than he ginger. Got Can we make a family-friendly word for sex, moital coitus? Moital coitus. Is that the part where you have sex murder, with somebody? Moital coitus is sex. No. Moital oidal is murder. Moital oidal, moital coital is sex. Moital coital. Now, is moital coital having something to do with murder you sex? murder sex? The best kind of sex. Or is that the mortal coil, otherwise known as the plane that we all exist on? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> My mind is blown! Too deep. My mind's telling me yes! Now, I wanted to point out to you guys real quick that we are sitting at a table, and around this table there are chairs, and only three of the chairs are filled right now. And what shape are we in right now, folks? We're in a triangle. We are in a triangle right now. We're opening the moidal coil. We are opening the moidal coil. <laughs> our moidal co- oil. And oil. look at our coasters. What's on our coasters? Pizza. Pizza. Sponsored Triangles. by pizza. This podcast will always be sponsored by pizza. Pizza which somehow gets me for free for sponsoring it. If there's anybody that makes pizza that wants to donate to the podcast. Speaking of, I would love to get a sponsor. So anyone that wants me to promote their alcohol or pizza... We will promote it on the podcast by drinking or it. Or any sloth-related products. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that are slow, rocks. If you have rocks, just give them to me. <laughs> so he can make necklaces. For real, guys, though, rocks are the shit. So we're at about what I want it to be. I do want to point out that this movie came out as of this weekend on Video Demand. Is that true? Yeah, it just came out. Ooh. So it might be new to some of you. It's way too late in the podcast to tell you, but please watch it before you listen to this podcast because we butchered it and we were all over the place anyways. But it's a great movie. I mean, really, I really liked it. I would give it a it... solid 7.5 out of 10. I would maybe do like a 6.3. I stopped doing the ratings on here, but I wanted to give this one a rating, so I'm going to go an 8 out of 10. I feel like... 8 out of 10, really? What makes you say that, Dan? I really just enjoyed the visual. You know what? Can I just cut in real quick right now? Yes. The one like visual thing I did not like, and this is with any movie, not just this one, when they had the one scene where the lights kept flashing on and off. True. Seizure warning for anybody susceptible. I fucking hate when movies do strobe type things. I don't have epilepsy, but 
fuck. Like, I hate it. It gives me anxiety. I don't like it at all. So that was, like, my one literally... Well, and that and all of the gaping plot holes. But (laughs) other than that, it was a great film. And I think we all really learned a lot about each other and ourselves. And... So before we end this... It was beautiful. uh, Jacob. Yes. I did want to ask one question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What was your favorite scene of the film, Dan? Or rather, what was your favorite element? Oh, oh. Not what I said already. The practical effects were amazing. Okay, effects for you. Every monster we saw. And what was your favorite part or... Uh, I f- just terrifying silent cult members. Okay, so cult members, practical effects. My personal favorite part, they actually had some of the guns run out of ammo. Yeah. It's a thing you don't see in horror movies frequently. You don't count the Yeah, shell. they ran out of guns quickly. Yeah. So. But it's true. No, it was a good film, you guys. You should watch it. it Shout really... out to Barb. Yeah. Barb, Nurse Barb. I mean... It's not my face. You were... It's not it's, my face. It's not my face. Whose face is it, Dan? Whose, Whose face is it? Whose face is it anyway? Oh, actually my favorite part was when we, our prego lady was standing at the altar in front of the priest and she goes, Come bless my baby. <laughs> And then tentacles came out, and and she realized this was a bad decision. Yeah, you could see on her face. Oh no, I I don't want you to bless my baby. This was. Oh, I didn't want this giant four hundred pound. When I said Cthulhu baby, I didn't mean. I thought you meant like an eight pound Cthulhu baby. I thought that was like a Gerber baby thing. I don't know, like an actual like giant. You told me this was going to go on the demo reel, and that I could go, (laughs) and you had all of the Hollywood hookups. Backroom couches, Cthulhu style. Oh no, Danny. So you, my wh- question to you, because okay. I end whenever I have guests, I like to know, what is your biggest fear? What is my biggest fear? Nurse Barb. And don't ask us. It Just is no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very straight with you. My biggest fear is death, and I'll tell you why. Life is fun. Life is hard. But the one thing that I dislike every time I think about it is just not being. Because I don't know for all of you listeners, you could believe in something after, you could believe in nothing after, but I'm personally a fan of being alive. I don't know about you guys. It's pretty good. It's, it's, give pretty, all, it's pretty all right. They do have <laughs> gin and tonics in the living world. So yeah, I'm going to go with death itself. I believe in reincarnation. I just can't wait to be a pine tree. I'm really working towards that. I'm going to be a pineapple if that's the case. Because Ooh, I want to be what? in some guy's smoothie before he goes on his first date and thinks that somehow that's going to give him a better chance. Alright, thank you for listening to another episode yeah, of Bourbon. That a deep ending. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. We'll be back shortly, or in a couple weeks, or when, I don't know. Whenever Danny decides to edit and post these things. I would love to do these weekly. And also, I may or may not ever be back. We actually have no idea. Oh, well, I honestly, to be real, sorry everybody else I podcasted with, but like I felt like Jacob was a really great guest, and I would love to have Jacob back on. Aww. I disagree. I thought he was absolutely terrible. I think it's funny because he's got, <laughs> like, he has kind of a similar sense of humor. Very dry, like, 
sense of humor. I'm actually Irish, so that means that I'm just going to be naturally drunk all of the time. I didn't have That's any cool, of the man. gin and tonic. You had three glasses or two glasses. Danny, I don't want to talk he's about it. Dr- he's been drinking water. I actually feel like his humor's very wet and boring. Like, just not into oh, it. Oh, I thought he was funny. I'm going to leave it up to the viewers to decide. You vote. Do I ever come back or do I jump off of a well, bridge? Well, from someone who will listen to this podcast, one viewer votes. Sure. Come on. <laughs> Are you? So, you? <laughs> no, it was fun. It was I may or may not have bribed Anne with rocks. They do love their rocks. I was trying to find a horror movie that involved rocks for you guys. But I mean, this one had out. crystal meth. That is a rock. They right. were on like... Kind of a rocky planet at the end. I mean, there. are you talking about like the rocky planet that we live on, otherwise known as Earth? No, no, no. I'm talking about the where Alice the outer and plane. Daniel. Oh, the outer plane. Yeah. Plus, Dwayne the Rock Johnson was in it. That's not <laughs> true. But if Dwayne the Rock Johnson you guys wants totally to come on to the podcast, watch The Void starring Dwayne Johnson. Please it do The me. Void, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> whose face is it anyway? Danny, sign us off. <laughs> Thank you again, and. Adios. Who's face? Who's face? Bless my baby. Bless my baby.